to the Skeptic Wire. Are you going to chew that gum through the entire show? Hi, coming through? <laughs> Loud and smackingly clear. I just needed to clean. Hey, if it was good enough for John Lennon in front of 20,000 screaming... Chiquita bananas? Chicks, yes, chicks, girls, prepubescent, teen, pre-pubescent teens, and it's good I enough for this fucking those, podcast. I think, some, I think some of them were pubescent, so... Yeah. Passive aggressive comment has won out, Greg. I hope you're happy. <laughs> I always win. <laughs> I am patient. Eventually he will spit that out. Still a couple of good chews in that one. <laughs> Hello! Hello! What was that about juice? <laughs> Choose. Choose. <laughs> okay. Yes, well, don't you know that all gum is made by the Jewish people? All right, well, there go the rails. <laughs> we didn't even get on the rails before we were off of them. We're sort of off-roading. Hello! <laughs> hello! Are you going to start? No, no, I didn't say hello the first time. Ah, I gotcha. Now that you guys have said hello again, I have to say hello again. Hello! No. No. Uh. Didn't work. Hello? How about this? Hello! No, fuck you. I'm keeping all that. (laughs) You guys left me hanging. Fuck you. (laughs) It is episode 170 of The Skeptic Wire for the 17th of September, 2014. That's when we're recording this. You are obviously listening to this at a later point because we have to edit it and upload it, do all kinds of cool things, and that usually takes at least a day. Therefore... It's the 17th now when we're recording, but not when you're listening to it. Wibbly-wobbly, timey-wimey. Yes. yes. Even if you're across the international date line. Um, I'm Gary Lott, your host, and with me this week are Donald Swafford. Hello, hello, hello. And Greg Perry. I'm always beyond the international date line. <laughs> That's why you don't get any dates. <laughs> <laughs> Finger on nose. You got it in one, Gary. Or at least internationally. <laughs> yes. But that doesn't that that doesn't explain the domestic slump. That just sounds wrong. <laughs> very, very wrong. So how's how's everybody's week been? Greg, let's start with you, shall we? Oh, just the usual being annoyed with some people who I work with because they don't give me the information I need to do my job, but, you know, that's... Okay, hold on, hold on. Wait, I think that goes for you. Yeah, yeah. It goes for me. Um, okay, yeah. so... Yeah, but he's having call- problems with international dates. Or pickup lines, apparently. Or prunes. Is that what we said? Yeah. <laughs> pr- 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 prudence? Prunes, not prunes. dates. Prunes. Oh, oh, gotcha. It was a fruit yeah. joke. Ah. I thought... But we'll get to that later in the show. Yes, yeah, right. <laughs> but, uh, um, Donna, how's your week? Uh, we will talk about it in a bit because I I kind of got a long story 
But I know that Greg has a, a quiz for us that we're I do. dying to take. But quickly, Gary, how was your week? Yeah. Okay, good. <laughs> All right, so... Oh, uh, there's paper. There's paper involved. Um, Why does she get... What? I, oh. <laughs> right fucking there in front of you, Gary. <laughs> okay. So, since our summer hiatus, I've been trying out a few different little quizzy type things, and uh, I thought I'd... All right, last week was kind of an unmitigated disaster of long quotes and nobody knew what was going on. I thought I'd go with a really simple one. You got a 50-50 chance on each question. Basically, is the quote that I'm saying from the Bible or from Shakespeare? As hopefully most literate people know, virtually all the quotes that we all know that happen a lot in casual conversation or something like that, most of them either come from the Bible or from Shakespeare. Let's see if Donna and Gary can guess which is which. Or remember our Shakespeare. Yeah, something like that. <clears throat> so I've got a list of 16, and we'll see out of those 16. And obviously you did not pick from the King James, because yeah. <laughs> that would have been easy to pick. Actually, it may not have been, because Shakespeare was kind of... They both have that flowery language going from them. Hey, you have neither a borrower nor a lender be twice. I do? Yes, you do. Yeah, so then there are 15 ones. <laughs> we'll cross out I'm gonna I'm going to say it's the same same person <laughs> or tome. Yes, yes. Very good, Carrie. You, you, congratulations. All right, so when we're ready, we're going to start with number one. Although I'm starting oh. to think, with the exception of one... They're all Shakespeare. <laughs> <laughs> I could be wrong. And I possibly am. <laughs> you usually are. Greg is giving nothing away. Okay. Which goes back to the whole Dateline thing. All right. Uh, please keep your own score, and you can follow along. I win! At, oh. uh, at home. No, 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 no. Be honest. Ah. Ah. Keep on. I can't believe I Here. had that. <laughs> it give that instruction, but... All right, quote number one. He kept him as the apple of his eye. Gary. I put Bible. I put Shakespeare. I think it's Shakespeare. It's Bible. Hey! Woohoo! Deuteronomy 13.10. Uh, sorry, 32.10. Out of the mouth of babes. Donna? Shakespeare. Shakespeare. Bible. Psalm 8.2. Alright, uh, number three. Let us eat and drink, for tomorrow we shall die. Shakespeare. Donna? That's what I have. Bible, Isaiah twenty-two thirteen. Fuck. <laughs> okay. Uh, remember when I said this was going to be easy and you'd get a whole bunch of them? Well, okay. You guys remember this? You have a 50-50 chance, right? <laughs> <laughs> Is this is this not the uh, behind one of them as a goat thing? Because <laughs> that would improve. No, the this odds. is not the Monty Hall pro okay. problem. Okay, uh, number four. I am escaped with the skin of my teeth. I think uh, Donna's turn. Shakespeare. To... Yeah. The Bible, really? Job nineteen twenty. <laughs> okay, so apparently we suck at this. <laughs> 
Ah, but the next one I know. <clears throat> Number five, as Gary pointed out, neither a borrower nor a lender be. Well, it's it's I uh, believe it's from what King Lear or something. So it's neither a uh, it's Shakespeare. <laughs> it's obviously the quote is neither a borrower nor a lender be. It's Shakespeare. Donna. That's what I have. You're right. It is Shakespeare, Yay! but it's from Hamlet, Act One, Hamlet, Scene Hamlet, Three. Hamlet, yeah. Ah, damn it. I, well, I, now I, I can mark 15. I've, I've, I've done the uh, complete <laughs> complete works of William Shakespeare abridged a couple of times. So ah, so it all got mushed together. Yep. Number six. The love of money is the root of all evil. Donna. I put Shakespeare, but I'm sucking at this, so. Gary? <laughs> I put Shakespeare as well. It is the Bible, 1 Timothy 6.10. For someone who's read the Bible, I'm doing pretty shitty. So someone who's read Shakespeare, I'm doing pretty shitty. Yeah, exactly. Number seven, give up the ghost. Shakespeare! Donna? Shakespeare! Bible, Job 3.11. I had no idea. Huh. Uh, number eight, cast your pearls before swine. I said Bible. Bible. Both got Bible and it's correct. It's Matthew 7.6. Number nine, my heart upon my sleeve. Shakespeare. Yes, it is Shakespeare hey. from Othello, Act One, <clears throat> Scene One, and not the board game where you have the black and white flippy thingies. Stones? Tiles? Sure. Hey, good enough. All right, the milk of human kindness. I spilt mine. <laughs> I said Shakespeare. I said Bibla. It is Shakespeare, Macbeth, Act 1, Scene 5. Number 11, Tell Truth and Shame the Devil. So, Gary, what do you think that I one is? I put Shakespeare on that one. I put Shakespeare. It is Shakespeare. King Henry IV, Act 3, Scene 1. Um, number 12, All they that take the sword shall <clears throat> perish with the sword. Bible? Bible. Bible it is, Matthew twenty six fifty two. Number 13, Into Thin Air. Gary? That was a that was a movie. <laughs> uh, Based on the John Krakauer book. Yes, John, John Krakauer. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay, then Shakespeare. That's what I said, Shakespeare. It is Shakespeare, The Tempest, Act 4, Scene 1. <clears throat> Number 14, In the Twinkling of an Eye. Donna? I said Shakespeare. I said Shakespeare as well. It is the Bible, 1 oh. Corinthians... <laughs> first... <laughs> Never mind. First Corinthians fifteen fifty two, and finally Calrissian. Yes. Oh, the Book of Lando. <laughs> and finally, number the revised number fifteen because I accidentally duplicated one. Thank goodness I did that because I have an odd number now. To make a virtue of necessity. Uh, uh, Donna said Shakespeare. I said Shakespeare as well. It is Shakespeare, The Two Gentlemen of Verona, Act 4, Scene 1. Now our people will add up their scores. Do, 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 no, I got yeah. half. 50-50. <laughs> I got like... like A like little bit more than six, half. Like, you, could like 58%. you could almost win the JRF prize. Almost. <laughs> Only if you consistently did that. Slightly better than chance. 
But the, these are two people who are well-educated, who have read Shakespeare, who have also read the Bible and stuff, and it's easy to see how confused our language has gotten where there's a reason why even some well-noted atheists say, hey, we should probably read the Bible because it affects a lot of our culture, a lot of our language. And that's why I kind of read it. Because <laughs> it does have some, some cool wording in it. Especially especially that last book, you know, the Revelation of John or whatever it is. The, the one big acid trip? <clears throat> yes. Some cool stuff in there, man. <laughs> Mushrooms or something, I don't know. Cool! Yeah, so that is Bible or Shakespeare. One. Yes. I like that one. That was pretty cool. God or Shakespeare? <laughs> <laughs> Who do you think? Vote now! <laughs> So that's the quiz. Congratulations, Donna. You are queen of the podcast. Yay! So you get to talk next about what happened okay, this so week. Gary, I, Gary, you just have to wait. I'll. That's probably a good idea. So I got back from a business trip, and when I got back, I ha went out on a set here locally. A guy I know through work colleagues was doing his student thesis film. So I went out there to help. See, I want that gig where you, you just make a film. So, you know, right. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> and we, I can we, make a film for my master's. We had a, we had a really interesting... Um, Gary's bitterness is escaping. <laughs> so <laughs> Let we had Donna a, talk. We had this really interesting wardrobe maven. Who, first off, the only word that I can use to describe her on the set was inept. What about Naked. <laughs> no, not actually on the set. Oh, no, on set. But you know how when you are let's on be a, careful and not use real names here. I'm not using or identifiable her, information. I am not using her real name. I am not going to do any of that. So when you're on a set and you're out in the middle of nowhere, and it's one of those extended sets where you're working day shifts and night shifts and, and everything else, and they're providing places to stay, they're pro providing room and board. There or, are certain, how shall we say, social contracts that you make with your new friends and family. Not a lot of beans and broccoli, that kind of... Not a lot of beans and broccoli. Um, if it's the only bathroom in the house, you don't spend three hours in it. Um, you don't walk around naked because ain't nobody wanting to look at that. Especially after 22 hours in muck and mud. And um, just think... And oh, and if people are sleeping... I don't care how fucking big the bug is. Kill it. Don't scream and ask everybody else what they're going to do about it. <laughs> and by all means, if it's a scorpion, don't go grab the Lysol. It's just going to piss it off. Okay? Somewhere out in the middle of Texas, there's a very clean scorpion <laughs> who's still very, very mad. All right. So we realize there are good five or six other really interesting stories that you could go into there. Under the but, umbrella of but, be nice to your neighbor when you're staying with new people. But I sense there's an even bigger story going on There is an here. even bigger but be, story. But before we go on, I think it is uh, our duty to tell people as a public service announcement that... Uh, Lysol won't kill a scorpion? Scorp scorpions are not part of the 0.1% of viruses that <laughs> are killed by Lysol. <laughs> 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 So don't try. Yes. <laughs> I, I thank you for... for Viruses are smaller. Much smaller. Yes. Yeah. Okay, so the first night that we're out there, 
I have to live with this wonderful person who has proceeded to wake me up. I didn't Sarcasm. get a shower, all of that jazz. So I go to the EP and I'm like, look, I can't handle this. I I have to get at least, you know, more than two and a half hours of sleep. Frustration. <laughs> By Calvin Klein. <laughs> what the hell is going on here, Gary? Know. I'm totally taking it upon myself to... To be the guy that points out the emotions being... <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah, sorry. like they can't hear What are you, it. the narrator? Yes. Donna's so, story. So the the EP rearranged some people. I get a really good night's sleep the next night. Apparently she did the same shit in the next person's living quarters. Must have a briefcase full of scorpions to release once a night. Okay? <laughs> oh, well, no, it gets better. So... That person goes to complain to the EP, and the EP goes, look, I've had enough complaints. I've uh, had EP is executive producer. producer. Okay. So this is the person who's I writing the I thought it was Elephant checks. Pal. Or Extended Play, but it's not. Yeah. Okay. So this is the person who is <laughs> writing all of the checks, and she's all like, well, you're useless. You're actually less than useless on the set. Um, I can't get anything done because I'm having to babysit you. Um, you're pissing off the entire crew, so bye-bye. Fired. Fired. <laughs> So we come back. Not an emotion. We come back for lunch, and we go into the house because there's two houses right next to each other, and this is where all the the females are staying. And we walk in, and there is blood on the door, sweeping upward from the floor to like the doorknob level, and we're all like, "Holy!" But it wasn't like expanding, like you know, like a, a movie, like an evil movie. It'd be like growing up, but no, this is just splash. Okay, it's just so it was kind of. Firstborn son's biblical kind of blood on the door kind of No, thing. it wasn't the X or anything else. It was literally blood spatter from the floor up. So we're still trying to figure that out. And then there's like a shit ton, like crime scene level of blood in the bathroom. And we're all like, holy fuck. And what Don the is like, going? I have a PhD in this. Let's <laughs> take it. No, I looked at it and I went, um, we need to get somebody out here. <laughs> Creepy. <laughs> so <Thanks>, scary. <laughs> This happens, they, they call cleaners out, we go back out for the afternoon, and we come back in the two houses, every door is open, every window is open, every light is on, and all of our stuff has been gone through. And so we're like, holy shit. Fortunately, I had the smarts to take my electronics that I had, like my laptop, and hide them in my car every morning, because... Having had your stuff stolen before, right? Exactly. She learns. Yeah. Learning. So apparently, then, the EP producer did not figure out to have like you know security guard around. Well, well it, it was a big open ranch area, so it was kind of hard to get. You you you. We were on pay some schmuck minimum wage to watch the house. But anyway, yes, continue with your story. So we're sitting out there, last day of shoot, and one of the other females, the one that kind of got into a fight with her the second night. Gets this text. Now, mind you, English was not her first language. English was probably about her third language, and she is Haitian, and I just want this noted. And she literally threatened a curse, a voodoo. She cursed the females of this set. So she sends us a note saying, I have basically, I have put the hamana hamana oogity boogity curse on you guys, <laughs> sort of thing. Have a nice day. I'm not shitting you. She ended it with, have a nice day. Doesn't Aww. that counteract the curse itself by wishing someone a nice day? Could be. Could be, but 
I got sick. I know every single time we, a retail person says, have a nice day when I walk out of a, a shop, I have a nice day because they have that kind of magical power. Right. But, so I got sick on Sunday, which was the last day. Somebody else <gasps> dun, got, dun, dun. exactly. And everybody's going, it's the curse. And I'm sitting here going, no, it's not. I'm sick. It's I've the got exposure to blood on the house. No, it was, I was running a 102 degree fever just got ill you know no there's there's no hamana hamana oogity boogity reason behind this i got sick it is the start of cold and flu season people. It's, it's the start of cold and flu season you're in a situation where a bunch of people who don't usually live together and interact together get together in close quarters and spend a lot of time together over a couple days like right, but, like mean, going to summer camp you you're exposed to all these viruses and bacteria from far-reaching areas of your or a conference you get the conference cred right so i'm and in my head i'm going it's not it's not voodoo people and they're all like you're cursed it's the germ theory of uh, sickness for crying out loud come on people so i have had i have had people from this set messaging me for the past four days are you doing any better are you okay and one of my the people, leg fell off. <laughs> and one of the people was all like, very nice, asked if they could pray for me. And I was all like, if it makes you feel better, go right ahead. Are you saying your God is more powerful than voodoo? Basically, that's right. She was all like, this is spiritual warfare. And she went on for like eight texts about how it's spiritual warfare and did it. And her God was more powerful and everything else. And I'm all like, I'm going to go take sir. a nap now. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> but, well, I wasn't going to say anything, but I thought last week after you guys left, I saw some like bacteria or whatever on the table and they're wearing these little masks <laughs> and, and had these staffs with bells on them and were going, yes. So how closely do you watch your table? <laughs> I want to know what type of glasses he has. Yeah. Look how thick these motherfuckers are. <laughs> but it was one of those things like everybody was all like, it's the curse. And I'm sitting here going, no. <laughs> oh, but this will make great marketing for whatever the hell you were working on. Our production was cursed by a actual Haitian voodoo pr- pr- priestess. Princess. Priestess. It, it worked for... Um, um, Oh, uh, the poltergeist, didn't it? <laughs> no. Poltergeist. Poltergeist. It worked for poultry guys. I'm trying to remember. I was trying to remember the name of the damn film, but yeah, didn't poultry. like. It was about they were talking about, Shut up, Gary. <laughs> that uh, like half the kids died, and it was a cursed film set. And, yeah. yeah. But so, like I said, though, I mean, we honestly, when <laughs> they we filmed it over an ancient Indian burial ground. <laughs> well, one of the things that we were talking about, like when we, we got down to dinner the night that we found all the blood, we were like, how the hell? First off, getting spatter going up is is difficult. It's, and I could explain it, but it requires visuals and this is not a visual medium. Quick, cut Greg. Oh. <laughs> That's a guy show up. <laughs> and so... <laughs> and 
so our only the look of betrayal on Greg's face. So is our only standing. answers betrayal, were, but no surprise. <laughs> our only answers to this were that she had found a wild turkey because there were lots of wild turkeys running around this place. Not the alcohol. No, okay. like actual <laughs> turkeys, like gobble 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 gobble. Some people gobbled down their alcohol pretty quick, but I get your point. So it was either she sacrificed a wild turkey to whatever particular demon or god or angel or whatever they do, they do, they do gods. They don't do demons. Yeah, well, they do. do. Well, it depends. Santeria does saints, uh, but Voodoo does sort of this demon god. Uh, and, it, it is a combination of the native religions and some Catholicism, yeah, pretty yeah. heavily. So, so like I, said, I knew we were, they duct tape some stuff in that. So. It's called the technical word for that is syncreticize. I'm gonna, I'm gonna start using that. I must syncreticize my uh, something to the other. Anyway, never. I'll shut up. So, yeah. back to what I was start saying. Start using so, that hey, word, Jerry, ta- please. Duct tape and bailing wire. What would they be? Syncreticize and bond. Bond. <laughs> anyway. So, like, it's back to what I was saying. So, she either sacrificed the wild turkey, or the only other possible explanation that we could come up with is that she got her period and had to twerk. Those were the only two. (laughs) Those were the only two. See, I was thinking option two, but I didn't want to be the guy who said that. Yeah, we've already. Yeah. Okay. Is twerking actually part of the voodoo thing? <laughs> it is now. It is now. <laughs> well, they, yeah, because well, they do encompass... The new well, you know, sometimes you'll see videos of uh, priestesses or priests basically being possessed yeah. by spirits or whatever, and they do a lot of shaking and dancing or whatever. So, you know, especially if you have a dead turkey and you're just kind of swinging around, you could get some kind of splatter if you kind of go swing up or something. So I have a question about the space. Was it... Large enough to swing a cat in, but not a dead turkey. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I'm not certain the relevance of this. Donna gets out the measuring tape and, well, it won't fit a turkey, but it would fit a cat. <laughs> cat. If it's a rather patient cat who didn't mind a couple of bumps about the head, as Douglas Adams might say. <laughs> oh, right. Well, uh, Donna has been, quote-unquote, cursed by Voodoo Priestess. Yeah, so I got that going for me. So, sort yeah. of so, like Carl from Caddyshack. So, uh... <laughs> that, okay. Oh, I was picturing a hell of a lot more blood than that. No, this is just part of the door. Oh, it's just splatter. Okay, <laughs> well, she there's splatter. more up this way. Okay, okay. But it's not a gushing... Flow yeah, I was, of blood. I was, there I was, was more in the bathroom itself. Okay. I, I was just I was imagining um, uh, Evil Dead. <laughs> it's like someone who had some bad dental work is spinning, and there's little yeah. splatters of blood. And then they went into the bathroom and ran around and splattered. Well, of blood. she said there's more in the bathroom. Probably right there. Yeah, I don't know. We don't know. We don't know. Who knows? We know it wasn't voodoo. Yeah, but wait a minute. Teacher Mike is sick. Yes, he got sick at the same time. I, I wonder how that happened, Gary. <laughs> I came home and he was sick. So. Dun, dun, dun. dun. <laughs> <laughs> the, worst, <laughs> the worst music ever. Dun, dun, dun. Green giant. <laughs> so that's my story. And I, it, like I said, my, my takeaway from this is that sometimes it's really hard to be a skeptic when... Apparently, the vast majority of people are willing to believe it's a voodoo. 
Right. But we, we knew, I mean, a, a lot of filmmakers are a little bit of the spiritually persuasion and the non-critical uh, you know persuasion. The, the EP was like, fuck this shit, get somebody in to clean it, ain't nobody sacrificing turkeys in my right. eyes. <laughs> I think it also shows the the you have to be uh, good at pushing the skepticism when it's a small thing like this, where it's just someone thinks someone cursed a film set, versus, oh, I don't know, you think that Ebola is magic spirits and not an actual disease or something, and, and people are dying because of it. So if you fight the small fires, kind of like the the New York City saying, well, let's fight the small crimes like broken windows and graffiti so that people don't build up to the big crimes of yeah. people dying of Ebola. I know I mixed my metaphors kind of horribly there, but, you know, you get the point. And I've, I've said yeah. that But, I mean, if you can times. fix it, I mean, every little bit kind of helps. Yeah. Because you start thinking critically about a small thing, and maybe you'll think critically yeah. uh, more along, like, vaccines. You get and- someone thinking critically and skeptical of the power band thing. Yes. And maybe they'll actually go to see their doctor instead of some Yahoo on in, on Yahoo.com or something. Yeah, yeah. or uh, Benny Hinn, which it sounded like you were alluding to. Uh, or something like something that. Something like that. So Donna is in the midst of dealing with this whole cursed Her film thing. set thing. Yeah. I'm I just cursed. No, I personally am cursed. She cursed, She's cursed. the women of Okay, it was the set. women of the set. Yeah, okay. She cursed us personally. So I got that going for me now. You know, I can add that on my, you know, list Resume. of skills. Resume. I was going to put, you know, under my skills. Survived voodoo curse. Survived voodoo curse. <laughs> well, the, not many people now, can Now, wait say a minute. That. The, yeah, the jury's still out on whether you've survived or not. Who knows how long these things take. It may take 50 or 60 years before it kicks in and you die. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like the uh, Superman curse that every person who's played Superman has eventually died. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Imagine that. <laughs> all of them. All of them. Well, no, not all of them. There's still a couple of super guys running around. Yeah, there's. <laughs> Though I yeah. wish a certain film series about Superman would just stop because it's not great. Anyway, uh, so Donna film voodoo cursey type stuff. Sounds like Gary, you've also been dealing with some skepticism in your side projects. Yeah, sli- slightly uh, different than this. So I was hired to record a tour guide CD for a guy who does, like, hill country tours and buses and stuff. For those days when he can't be there and they just need to throw a CD in the well, audio his, system? Well, <laughs> yeah, basically. I mean, his quote was, I can find great tour guides who aren't great drivers and great drivers who suck at being tour guides. <laughs> so he decided he'd rather have great drivers to protect the people and his investment in the in the buses, and just have a, a MP3 player to play the tour mm. bits. Okay. And so, actually, literally last night, Tuesday night, uh, we were working on the main bulk of the narration. And one of the things that came up, actually, there are a couple of interesting things I learned about Texas. But one of them is that the San Jacinto Memorial Monument outside of Houston is the wait a minute the world's tallest masonry column 
Apparently, Although, uh, maybe uh, allegedly, yeah, allegedly. allegedly. Let's, let's let's use allegedly. So I think, but the but the quote in the voiceover was the world's tallest memorial masonry structure. Right. So if if you Google San Jacinto Monument, yeah, and you go to their Wikipedia page, it says that it is the world's tallest masonry structure. Yeah. The the qualifier in there is that it's masonry. Right. Which means bricks and mortar or stone and mortar, that kind of thing. Exactly. But you think about, well, okay, maybe it's this tall thing, but how does that compare to something like the Washington Monument? Sure. It, it, yeah, so that was the first thing I thought. And the guy did research. I mean, he hired some guy to go out and find all this stuff. But you have to be careful about what you read on Wikipedia or mm -hmm. you know, just around. And so when that came up, I was like, well, that's, that's odd. Because we're going through a whole bunch of things that Texas, you know, is super huge and blah, blah, blah. Everything's bigger in Texas. Uh, state capitals taller than the, you know, United States capital and blah, blah. And um, so I thought, well, I'm not entirely certain that that's true in the world. The world is a big place. Right. Lots of people erecting erections in honor of people their, and you know, things phalluses. and places. And exactly. Events. Lots of obelisks. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, we, we paused for a moment while I thought about that critically, and I did exactly what you had mentioned. Let's, let's Google, Google that shit. <laughs> Let me Google that for you. Exactly. So we did, and it turns out that that may not exactly be true, and so it depends on how you define what the pillar is. And so It's like, oh, it's the world's largest ball of twine. Well, what do you define as twine? Right. What do you, you know, is it, you know, is it biggest ball of twine when you compress it or is it just freestanding right. or, or, or yeah. have have the most length or the thickest bits of twine yeah exactly. so it really depends on how you define largest or tallest or whatever right so so after going through all of this stuff we found out that the washington monument is 555 feet tall and or 555 feet five inches tall or, according to another article, 555 feet and 5.9 inches tall. A little bit more than 5 inches yeah. above 555. Okay. Exactly. And, and that's then, the total height ground tip kind of thing. Yeah. But, well, we'll get to the butts in a moment. No. No, there's a... Well, there's a, there's a, there's a, uh, a caveat to that size. Right. Okay. When we're talking about a phallic-shaped monument, let's yeah. not talk about butts right now. Oh, right. Okay. <clears throat> No, we're actually talking about the tip here. <laughs> Just the, the tip? The crown. The crown. Um, it turns out there's a, a thing called the Anaconda Copper Mine uh, smokestack, which is 500. A smokestack, smoke <laughs> yes. It's very tall. It's 585 feet, uh, 1.5 inches tall. But. Sounds taller, but. It, but it, that is including a 30-foot concrete base. Gotcha. So okay. it's this big concrete block plus masonry on top of it. Right. Now, the San Jacinto Monument is 567 feet tall, and but that all has a 220-ton, uh, what, 10-foot star on top of that. Right. And the Washington Monument has something like an 11-inch uh, peak on it. The The... the Cap the of little the, cap it has a aluminum cap, which is not yeah. part of the masonry, right? Right. So, which is tallest then? 
Because if you include the base, the Anaconda is much taller than pretty much anything else. San Jacinto just freestanding is 567, so that's actually pretty freaking tall. Uh, but the Washington Monument isn't held together with stones and mortar. It's just stones? It's, it's, yeah, it's just put together, you know, not, not even like They're laid on top of each other. So it's a freestanding masonry. Uh, right. And while it does have some mortar in there, uh, it appears that that is used for just to keep it waterproof. So it, it's not bonding. Right. It's just a right. Whereas the shell. Anaconda one is you know, that's built up and that uses brick and mortar to hold it together. And then, of course, there's some other ones around the world that aren't necessarily pillar shaped. Uh, and they're not necessarily memorials, and they're not necessarily blah 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 blah. So we decided. Like, to how keep... tall is the pyramid of Giza, and is that masonry? Uh, is that yeah. that's a good question? Because <laughs> I don't know if they used mortar in that. If I thought it was just like no, well, yeah, stones. yeah, yeah, no, that's stone on stone. But that isn't necessarily a, a pillar. That's a pyramid. Right, but it is a monument. It is a monument. <laughs> so it all depends on how you define things. So in the end, we decided to stick with the language uh, tallest masonry, masonry memorial pillar, I think is right. As specific <laughs> as you can reasonably be. Exactly. So if somebody asks, we go, oh, well, no. It's just because of the language that we're using. Right. That's because the, the Washington like Monument it. is a memorial, but it's not masonry. It, well, it is it, masonry, but it's not. It's not brick and mortar. It's not brick and mortar, right? It's not masonry. Yeah. yeah. So it's just, it was just kind of ridiculous. And, and just stuff like that. We found out, and I think I'm saying this right, for for example. Like, we, we know that uh, even numbered highways go run east to west. Interstates. Interstates run east to west, and odd numbers run north and south. Right. right. Okay, so in, that, so in Texas, uh, from 281, US 281, which kind of runs north and south out of San Antonio. Right. And really runs up, up the state. Uh, to the right, uh, we, we have things called farm, farm to market and road to ranch uh, roads. And so farm to market roads fall on the east side of 281, and road to ranch fall on the left side, on the west side of 281. Now, that's, that was in the script. I didn't actually bother to look that up. Yeah. And I, I may have I it reversed. roads on this side of town, the west side of San Antonio, there were some that were farm to markets, but yeah. and that's so just may, my hazy memory yeah. of these you know, FM blah, blah, blah numbers. Yeah. But yeah. I do know that on, on my Garmin, when I changed it to an Australian accent, FM became uh, Federations of Micronesia. And that... <laughs> Not farm to market. <laughs> okay. So, um, yeah, that doesn't happen every day, apparently. Yeah, so apparently there are a lot of federations of Micronesia in Texas. <laughs> so, that was, yeah. that, that's been uh, my week. Yeah, it's, it's one of those things where it just reminds you of every poorly researched but quickly reshared meme on Facebook. Yeah. Of... Someone just says, oh, that's neat, and that also agrees my, with my given philosophy, so I'm just going to reshare that. Or what I think I remember I, I must have learned at some point. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Either the ream is poorly... The ream. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa! If you're doing a poor job while reaming, you're... <laughs> a poorly researched ream, yes. 
<laughs> Either the meme is poorly researched or someone who got the meme that didn't know it was wrong just passes it along, along without checking it. Yeah. It, it, I read an article this week about Neil deGrasse Tyson using incorrect quotes, too, uh, for George Bush to try and prove points and mm-hmm. stuff. And Well, Neil deGrasse Tyson is one of those people who's misquoted a lot. He's, he's like a, a Morgan Freeman. Yeah. Of just anything that's vaguely wise, if it's just generally wise, maybe it's Morgan Freeman. If it regards kind of spacey type stuff, it's given to Neil deGrasse Tyson. You you want to know why it's Morgan Freeman? Because everybody just hears it in oh. his voice. Yeah. You yeah. see the quote, you can hear it in his voice, and you go, oh, it must have been Morgan Freeman. <laughs> yeah. But, but Neil deGrasse Tyson is misquoting or misattributing quotes to, like, George right. Bush about any number of things, but... Uh, or and, and when he said stuff. So yeah, uh, according to the article, and I wish I could remember it. Was <laughs> we should probably just cut this out. You're not going to. Okay. <laughs> no. And so that's that's it. That's it. Be skeptical right. about uh, facts, especially when you're doing voiceover for uh, Texas tourism yeah. CDs. Right. Yeah. Don't just don't just pass it on. Press like and share on Facebook. <laughs> Research that bitch. Speaking of research, yeah, um, there's been some neat new research about dinosaurs coming out in the news fairly recently. So Gary told us offline that he's heading off to Louisiana on a business trip recently, and um, he may be going to see alligators and crocodiles. But the big news this past week has been the crocoduck has finally been found. Oh, I hope I found one of those. You know, just in time for the new release of the Left Behind movies. Yeah, yeah, and, and Kirk Cameron also has like a big War Against Christmas movie coming out yeah. in the f- next couple months. So, yeah, but it's not actually Crocoduck, and we can get more into the whole. Let's not. But, call but it I like Crocoduck it calling thing. it Crocoduck because I could just imagine Ray Comfort's head just going. Ah! <laughs> okay. Oh come on! That doesn't that doesn't warm the cockles of your cold little heart. No, he's funny, so I want him to live a long, horrible life. No, I kind of just want him to. I go, don't want eh, his head no to explode. Something that small—it's not going to do that much damage. All right, something that may cause the listener's head to explode. We're talking about a dinosaur that's bigger than the Tyrannosaurus Rex. Yes, there actually is a dinosaur. Oh, a so thoros- well, a theropod kind of type do- dinosaur, not the. What bro- are they going to do in the Jurassic Park movies now? Uh, oh my god! That's actually, a good I think question. Spino- this is a yes. spinosaur, and Spinos- it was it was in number three. Yes, spinosaurus. I actually haven't seen uh, any Egypticus of them. <laughs> was it, it like fought the Tyrannosaurus and defeated it? Uh, that's because it's supposedly it came and saw it kicked its ass. Yes, exactly. <laughs> With a little Ghostbuster backpack on it as well. Um, It's about 50 feet long-ish, which is bigger than the Tyrannosaurus, which is more like 40-ish. It lived in the North African area. Well, what is now North Africa, but was before, like, when the continents were shifted. It wasn't exactly Africa. Anyway, about (laughs) 95 million years ago. Australasia, perhaps? Something like that. And so... Pangea? The history of this specific... <laughs> you're just going to s- s- 
spew that out every yeah. few minutes? Okay, good. All right, then I can <laughs> hey, look forward to it. Confused. <laughs> Annoyed. <laughs> yeah. uh, about 100 years ago, a uh, paleontologist, Ernst Stromer, uh, German, apparently, uh, was in Egypt in 1915. Never would have guessed that that was yeah. German. Ernst. Ernst? Is it Stroma or Stromaya? Uh, it's there's no I in there, or a Stromer. Stromer. Okay. Um, one of the things he found was the jaw, teeth, vertebrae, and spines and ribs of this new type of dinosaur. Sounds tasty. And um, it's called Spinosaurus because of the spines he found, which could be up to like five or six feet, that are on its back. So an extension of the vertebrae, these kind of spines that go out. And um, so he took this collection back to Germany. And did a lot of detailed drawings of it, took uh, photo, uh, what is it, uh, garotypes or phototypes or whatever of what was going on here. So de uh, deguerotypes? Deguero something like that. But he also did, mostly it's a lot of detailed drawings is what's left. They're only left because in 1944, during the RAF bombing of Munich, the entire specimen collection was destroyed. Oh, how nice. Kablooey. So they didn't care about such things back then. Well, they did, but they weren't they didn't exactly have smart bombs. They just blew stuff up. Well, yeah. And then they stole everything and brought it back to England. Yes. So uh that is the plot of Monuments Men. Um so for a long time that's really all we had uh drawings of the specimen and they would find little things here or there. But um in 2008, uh paleontologist uh Nizar Ibrahim um, I believe he's of uh, um, University of Chicago, but I, I haven't looked that up. Was in Morocco at the Chem Chem Beds, K E M K E M, and doing sounds like a drug den. <laughs> anyway, go ahead. It, it was a certain area where there are fossil rich area, and and it, it, doing the usual kind of day to day fossiling, and then going back to a cafe to kind of relax at the end of the day. And some of the locals will bring by samples of fossils that they have found and say hey this is neat would you like it or would you be willing to give me a couple bucks for it whatever and so someone came by and gave him a box of things and included in there was something he thought might be from spinosaurus but he wasn't sure so he sent it off to um i think it was to bob bob the fossil guy <laughs> he sent it off to milan to be kind of stored somewhere and didn't think much of it, but later on found other samples of bones that had a very similar stripe on it and realized they were both from Spinosaurus. So the problem was that the sample that this person brought to him at this cafe or whatever that he thought might be Spinosaurus, he has no idea where it came from. Wow. So he went back in like 2013. No provenance. Exactly. Went back in 2013 and all the articles that are talking about this couches it as this really kind of romantic movie plot of the paleontologist going around Morocco trying to, you know, have you seen this man, you know, samples, whatever, whatever. He'll all blend he, in. All He'll he disappear. Knew, You'll never catch him. <laughs> all he apparently knew about this guy is that he had a mustache. <laughs> in Morocco. In Morocco, yes. <laughs> yeah. So he's... Yeah, that's Bob. <laughs> he lives down the street. Bob. Yes, Bob the mustached man. Um... And apparently he was searching around, searching around, and just could not find anybody. And he was about to give up and just came across the guy at, at some cafe somewhere drinking <laughs> mint tea or something. So the guy showed him where 
in the various beds nearby in Morocco, he could find more of that sample. And they found more kind of jaw, teeth, vertebrae, that kind of thing. And so now several scientists from the University of Chicago, including uh, David Martil, Nizar Ibrahim, Paul Soreno, and Cristiano de Sasso, or Del Sasso, um, have taken those new samples they found the drawings of um, Ernst Thromer that they still have and put it all together in a 3D rendering kind of computer drawing of the best they could figure out, kind of mushing these all together because there are other samples out there. But the interesting thing, it's mostly jaws, bits of the skull and the head, teeth, vertebrae, the spines, and the occasional like leg bone or like ventral whatever bone or something that there's no no <laughs> okay there's no ventral bone that's in your heart no i didn't say it was in his heart in the, the you the said heart. ventral bone there is no such thing the ventrals are in ventral is in the heart where are the ventral bones in the heart or in the head no wait that's not right Is it? Oh well, I won't be able to find Venal? it. Venal, viral, vesuval. Oh, here we go. Vestigial, uh, gastrolim, gastralium. That, that would bones. be different from the ventral. <laughs> ventral. The, like ventral versus dorsal kind of thing. I don't know. I couldn't figure out what the hell that bone was uh, supposed to be about. But essentially, they found mostly just. He's not a penguinologist. <laughs> Mostly just vertebrae and, and skull fragments and teeth. And somehow they've been able to work out with combining all these various specimens and the drawings of Stromer from all those years ago. Just like I just it. like saying it to make you laugh, Gary, because <laughs> I want to entertain you. Um, That's all about. And um, what they've really found out is that Stromer really kind of knew that it was probably a fish-eating dinosaur or at least... That's what it primarily went for because it has a very narrow snout and the conical teeth that kind of look like a crocodile's conical teeth that kind of interlock with each other. And also the fish and chips menu that they're usually found with. Um, and the bib. Actually, kind of, they found, like, they have found scale impressions on some of the bones and stuff like that. So they knew there was something fishy going on. But all these other samples that they found, um, like things like the upper side of the snout, um, they found that um, the nostrils for this dinosaur are up kind of on top of the snout. Like a dragon? Like a dragon or a crocodile. Ah. But, yeah, I mean, and that would suggest being in water. Right. Being more aqueous. Kind of like how dolphins and whales have their nostrils up on top of their head. They slowly adapted that way when those species that returned to the water changed over millennia. So, the similar kind of thing. So, um, other things they found, uh, like the, the, the interlocking crocodile-like teeth um, and the nostrils on top of the head, is that apparently the tail seems like it's more flexible, more rudder-like, is what they say. Uh, the hind limbs that it's walking on aren't quite as big and beefy as, say, Tyrannosaurus, 
so means maybe more used for swimming. The hands may... doesn't need to move so fast and, and hard yeah. on the land. Um, things like the, the the hip and leg structure in general wasn't quite as sturdy as the say Tyrannosaurus, its cousin, or something like that. Right. So a, a lot of these suggest um, aquatic adaption, hmm. which is pretty neat. So it's it's kind of suggesting that this is one of the few it, it's being billed as besides calling it a crocoduck one of the, f the the first dinosaur ever really kind of discovered that it adapted for a watery life and and this wasn't like open water watery life it was a network of rivers because north africa was a lot wetter back then yeah like a like a giant bayou yeah exactly because it has to be giant because it was dinosaur timeage okay. So they, they think it may be bigger than dinosaur damage. more watery adapted, but still may have done some land walking, but it wasn't quite the, the running fast, vicious predator on land. It may have been more opportunistic on land yeah. than it was in water where you kind of think of crocodiles. They're kind of, they can be kind of fast on land, but they're they seem a lot more short bursts. ungainly. As opposed to in water, where they're swim, 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 and crunch. <laughs> that's a technical term. Yes, that's that's the way the scientists say it. So, it, well, cool. It's it's a neat discovery about how different animals have adapted and how Jurassic Park is found wrong again. Well, yeah. Well, first it, of all, it, uh, it did, wait, did they have feathers? Because we're thinking T Rex had feathers. Um, they don't, that has not been part of the articles that I've read one way or not. the other. Well, oh, it'd be so cool if it did, because then it would be a crocodile. <laughs> that would be so cool. But it had the... Had the sail. The sail. Well, the, that's one of the things I've, I've found in reading anyway. up on this, that, um, the articles that are talking about it now, we talk about the sail, whatever, but it seems like there's a little bit more scientific debate on if it was a sail or if it was more of a hump. So if it was more of a sail, it may have been either temper reg temperature regulation or maybe just a, a mating display kind of thing. Um, or if it was a hump, it may have been just more maybe you should body try regulation. That, a hump? Yeah, well, no, a, a sail on your back. <laughs> yeah, birds, birds do it, you know. Birds, you could try that. Lovely plumage. <laughs> exactly. Every time, you know, you see a girl, you're like, you go, <laughs> I mean, that's what I do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to be doing that one. <laughs> but it, the, the takeaway from this is, though, is that, A, the, it is the first real kind of aquatic dinosaur that mm -hmm. has been discovered. B, it is showing the adaptations with the front-loading skeletal system, mm -hmm. you know, and these... And the the nasal the nasal passages up and everything it shows that once again evolution that right. our Texas state doesn't want to teach kids. <laughs> <laughs> now the, the problem with couching, I mean, I know it's funny and it catches people's eyes when people call it. Hey, we found the crocoduck. It there's there's there, there ducks and crocodiles like basically bird dinosaurs and crocodiles are so far apart on the evolutionary tree even though kind of you know they both kind of came from reptile-ish areas but 
but crocodiles have been in the form they are kind of for the last lots of millions of years. Sure, but how how old yeah. is this one? Uh, the Spinosaurus yeah. is about 95 million years. Okay, okay. so well, it's still post. Yeah, and yeah. Ken Carpenter, who is the curator of paleontology out of the Prehistoric Museum in Price, Utah, believes that the waters in that region may not have been deep enough for it to swim. Mm -hmm. um, the rivers of the land were, were small and shallow, and he goes, there's a lot of alternative hypotheses yeah. to explain some of these oddities. Because you also see that high placement of the nostrils in others like the Diplodocus, um, which is a giant plant-eating one from about 150 right. million years ago. So. Uh, some of the articles on this talk about how the Spinosaurus, its center of gravity is a lot further forward than, say, a Tyrannosaurus, which means it might be, it implies that it would be either on all fours or kind of all fours or more balanced for swimming as oh. opposed to a Tyrannosaurus, which would be bottom heavy, well, which would be problematic, except for the fact that other, right after that, they say the adaptations of like the forearm and the wrist are not, of, of the front limbs, are not basically palm down adaptations right. for and walking. That's more like the tiny manipulation hands of the Tyrannosaurus Rex that can't blow its own nose. Well, and there's there's other there are other ways to tell about whether or not it it walked on fours versus twos, and we've we've discussed this before. There's how the, how the hips are formed, where the spinal column enters the the skull. These are all also indicators yeah. of basically that front loading versus top loading sort of model for uh, locomotion. Mm-hmm. And, and like I said, most of what they found are basically skull and teeth fragments and vertebrae fragments and a smattering of others. So not a lot of leg bones, maybe not, not as much of the hip as we would really need, maybe not as much of the full tail, even though that's mostly vertebrae, to really figure out was this a tail for swimming versus just purely balance and backloading or, you know, of, of the, the, the weight, I mean, the weight yeah. balancing. Of, so it's it's still up in the air, but it's it shows that new discoveries you can combine just old drawings and what we know now to figure out a lot from very few bones. Let's hope they're right. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, it's it's interesting because, like we were saying, most most dinosaurs are either very positively built for quadrupedal locomotion, or they're what we've called backloaded mm -hmm. for for bipedal locomotion, such as Tyrannosaurus rex. This is as far as I know, and I am not a paleontologist. This is I the am first a paleontologist. Okay. <laughs> it's um it's they might be giants. This is science. Okay. Get it people, download it. It's good. Donna, you that were saying this front loading is is very interesting because mm -hmm. you don't Really, honestly, you don't really see that in the animal world as a whole. Right. They were they were saying that the 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 shift in the center of balance was indicative or similar to um, mammals that started returning to the aquatic environment. That yeah. even if even if they were quadrupeds that went back, that they had they kept this kind of balanced center of gravity because there were other things about the bones themselves were more 
dense and compact and didn't quite have the middle spacing, so it was more for buoyancy. If you if you add all these things together, the nostrils, the bones, the crocodile-like teeth that is adapted for eating fish and stuff like that, it's the it's not just the one line of evidence that adds up to it's probably aquatic. It's all these coming together, kind of like all the different lines of evidence for evolution, radiocarbon dating, and fossils and DNA all add up to yes, evolution happens. So, Kirk Cameron, you can take your crocoduck and stick it where the oh, sun don't shine. I was gonna, I was gonna say that Kirk Cameron and Ken Ham and Ray Comfort are all also good examples of evolution, <laughs> <laughs> but maybe not so much. Eh, you know, failed offshoots of exactly. evolution. <laughs> exactly. So we go from from uh, traveling time to maybe traveling in space. Yes, uh, we're going to talk about the person who we've lovingly nicknamed for this podcast, the Space Pastor. The Space Pastor. Even though he more aptly might be described as the Hate Pastor. Yeah, very much so. Or one of many. Yeah, and I bet you all thought that we are going to talk about uh, NASA giving out the uh, awards for to SpaceX and to uh, Virgin. Boeing. Boeing. Didn't, didn't Virgin? No, no, no. it was Boeing. To uh, uh, transport folk up to the ISS and into space. But we're not. We're going to talk. We're going to talk I about. I don't think anybody thought space that space. except oh, for I the think three they of did. us. Oh, I think I think they did. I think they were totally expecting me to go go all uh, geeky on it. But I'm, I'm not because I don't have the time to read this stuff. Sorry. Maybe maybe next time. Okay. Hey, but what is about space pastor? <laughs> about pastor space. <laughs> <laughs> so what we have is the Reverend James David Manning of the Atlow World Missionary Church, which is uh, in New York somewhere. Ah, a good place for a missionary. Sure. Okay. <laughs> I'm not sure what Atla stands for or what it means. Um, maybe Donna can Google that as I keep talking. But um, Athletic Tango League <laughs> of Harlem. Athletes. <laughs> There's an H at the end. Oh. A-T-L-A-H. Well, she's not going to Google it, so I'll Google nope. it. So, <laughs> I'm not. A-T-L-A-H. World Missionary Church. Wait, do we want World Missionary Church, Worldwide, or Missionary Baptist Church? Just World Missionary Church. We'll go with them. Atla. Atla. That's what God said. What? <laughs> no, that's exactly what Atla.org. On the, uh, uh, the Google search, the first thing it says, Atla. That's what God said. Gotcha. That's why I said that. <laughs> okay, wait a minute. Where's the about page? There's home. There's online giving. Login to, to YouTube. Oh, they have a YouTube channel. That's where this story comes from. Atla Times. Boycott the dunghead media demagogues. Stop the abuse of birthers now. Oh, that's kind of nice of them. Trust in the Lord Hour, on demand. The Obama Hate Club. <laughs> Pulpit of power! Okay. Uh, Atla e-newsletter. All right, so we don't know what the word Atla means, but it's That's not important right now. <laughs> uh, uh, Reverend Manning is pretty famous nowadays for... He's a uh, quarterback, right? No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
um, pretty famous nowadays for using the sign outside his church. You know, the little the signs where you can switch the letters around and and say, you know, services at ten o'clock this Sunday or whatever, or don't forget to pray on Christmas or whatever. <laughs> well, he uses it for <laughs> other reasons. Um, back in uh, let's see, March of twenty fourteen. He had a sign that says, uh, Jesus is true, Obama is evil. He used black vote to Uncle Tom for Wall Street. I speak love and truth. That's a lot of love going on there. Yeah, um, he has so much love for Obama. And o Obama has released the homo... The hounds? The, no, even better. The homo demons on the black man. Look out, black woman. Singular. A white homo may take your man. A white homo may take it. Nice. So, um, yeah, and 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 just a lot of, a lot of hate. Okay, so for the gays. Okay, hold on, read that. So, black woman. A white man may take your man. So there's only one that needs to worry about that. Yes, only one. Right. I yeah. I maybe I, I yeah. I don't know what's going on there. But uh, his recent... obviously not an English degree. Yeah. <laughs> well, where <Beware>, uh, woman? <laughs> he has as um, as we found out. He has a YouTube channel or sends out YouTube messages or whatever. And um, apparently, he got on a bit of a rant recently about. He... No, he uh, did Another rant. Yeah, yeah, you're right that way. I found out what Atlas stands for. All the land anointed holy. It's great English, folks. Great English. <laughs> Beware, woman! <laughs> I, was, I was looking directly at Donna when I said that. She um, was nonplussed. No. All no. the land anointed holy. It means something. Maybe it's from some version of one of the Bibles, some quote somewhere. I don't know. But Reverend Manning was not uh, quoting Atla at this point. Um, he was saying that basically all our space research, including the Voyager probe, <laughs> probe. and the Hubble and all that, Hubble. the entire Sorry. universe that is discovered this way, rebukes same-sex marriage and rebukes man lying with man essentially just says that um, all the all the science proves that gays are not natural yes because jupiter issued its statement saying we rebuke thee well he forgot about the statement from uranus ah, but then, <laughs> thank you i was hoping so hey, uranus, <laughs> uranus has rings it does yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, yes, it does. Awkward pause. So um, there were some interesting side notes that he got to, into because obviously he was ranting about the gays aren't getting into heaven and it's right there in the Bible and, and all that kind of circular oh, it's right reasoning. right there in the Bible, all right. Um, that shows that and, you know, any Christian who says that God loves gays is not the right kind of Christian, all that kind of fun stuff. But he, he got off onto some interesting scientifically disprovable statements. <laughs> so we'll start with uh, the first one. And I got this uh, off of rawstory.com where he starts. As far as our scientists have been able to discover, everything has an 
Gossip it? Gossip it. Everything does. Because everything has an occipital bone in its head. Oh, I thought ossipits were like, you know, sort of hamsters or gerbils or something. No? You mean ocelots? Sure, why not? Kind of like a house cat, only bigger and newer. Yeah, it's an awesome pet. It's an awesome pet. Short for awesome. Yes. Pet of awesome. Everything is awesome. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. As far as our scientists have been able to discover, everything... Okay, hold on. How does he mean scientists? Because I don't think he means it in the way that everybody else does. I'm not sure because his it, it follows everything has an opposite. There's everything. nothing in the universe that agrees with same-sex marriage. There's nothing in the universe that agrees with sodomites. Okay. I, first of all, logically, he is completely inconsistent. Because if everything has an opposite, then obviously normal marriage must have irregular marriage. And therefore, <laughs> gay marriage is perfectly natural because it's opposite from what he's saying. Yeah, that's, oh. it's, it's the kind of the, like, the internal consistency. It's the, it's of, the Carrie Prejean yeah. school of science. Now, is he talking about scientists have been able to discover everything has an opposite, like pro proton, electron, positron, and, and all that Negatron. kind of stuff. Yeah. Well, positron is 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 a positive electron kind of opposite. Yeah. Anyway, subatomic particle type so thing. So what's the opposite of a neutron? Um, I can't remember, to be honest. I don't think there I don't, is. Or I was going to say yeah. neutrons are neutral. neutral exactly. Yeah. So they, but like they it were at the middle of the road. A lot of like a An new person with physics their theory, on. every particle has its opposite particle. And, it's like and, every action has an equal and opposite reaction. Yeah, so and I, every rose has its fault. Oh, no, wait. That's good. No, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm thinking he's kind of grasping at all those straws saying that everything has an opposite. Now, if he's talking about he, he's talking a lot about space, if you look out in the universe with the Voyager spacecraft, that everything has an opposite. OK, what's the opposite of the sun? Black hole. No. Sure, why not? Uh, a, a black hole is just basically a super, super, super dense of the same kind of thing that a... That's sucking in light and not allowing it, it out. out. What's the opposite of a planet? What's the opposite of a comet? What's the opposite a of... A comet going in the other direction? <laughs> <laughs> a cleaning fluid. <laughs> so, yeah, that's the first point that he he's talking about everything has an or a opposite Ford pinto and and it does this rhetorical thing where he's stating this thing as scientifically true and then basing his entire argument off of <laughs> sure everything has an opposite therefore you can't have gay marriage because yeah. it's bad <laughs> uh the 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 second point Good logic man yeah Perfect. wonderful the the second point um yeah he's just factually wrong huh there is no life that will come out of a rectum. <laughs> you cannot produce life, only death. There's nothing in a rectum except waste, refuse, and death. Not true. Life can come out of a rectum. Yeah. It's called worms and bacteria. Yeah, bacteria. I, I wasn't thinking tapeworms and stuff like that, but yes, you are correct. It come you, you can definitely poop out life. Exactly. So he is just utterly factually wrong. Yeah. And of course, that waste is used by uh, bacteria and bugs and the roly polies that really like my dog's poo, apparently. <laughs> um, so, and dung beetles. 
Yeah. They have an entire civilization. Oh, civilization. Uh, sure, why not? An entire civilization <laughs> built on rolling poo around. Maybe they've built a taller ma- masonry uh, exactly. structure. It's actually called masonry to them. <laughs> so yeah, factually wrong, just wrong on that. And then he'll he goes on to he's really focused on the rectum. Yeah. Really focused rectum. on it. Imagine that. Why Damn near they- killed him. <laughs> Damn. I was going to say, have you noticed that that's where they're always yes. focused on? They're not focused on the fabulous window treatments or anything. Yeah, well that, it's all about the butt. That brings us to point number three. Doing the butt. The rectum is designed to get rid of death and waste. Okay, kind death, of. Death and waste? <laughs> yes. It's I not, didn't realize that I could poop out death. I yeah. had, I'm sure death would have something to say about that. <laughs> it's designed for that one purpose. Okay, I can uh, kind of get and, that. Imagine riding that pale horse. <laughs> the pale on the pale horse. <laughs> right through the rectum. <laughs> pale horse right through the rectum. I apparently have broke both Gary uh, and Donna. Yeah. Because yeah, I always thought it was pestilence that came out there. <laughs> <laughs> apparently it's death. So, four horsemen. Yeah. Well, okay, there you go. So he, he talks about how the rectum gets rid of death, and that it's designed for that one purpose. Oh, so if, you, yeah. if, if you're if you on death's bed, and you just turn around and just go ass up, death will stay away. That's <laughs> how death it. comes out and gets you. Oh, it comes, that's right, it comes yeah. out the ass. Comes out your ass. So all you need to do is live to live eternally is always have a butt plug. Put a cork in it. <laughs> So the, what I'm getting to with all this this rectum focusing that uh, Reverend Manning is doing <laughs> is he says, and the sodomite... Is this like, is this like focus on the family, but it's focus on the rectum? <laughs> he says, sodomites are cheering on and praising the rectum. <laughs> now, it's, it's that praise last... It. We had a lot of fun oh, with the first part oh, of that. Oh, praise the rectum! Oh, praise it! Praise it, Lord Jesus! Praise it! Exactly. It, it 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 is a vast misunderstanding of what homosexuality is. I totally want to go to uh, Harlem or wherever this church is and stand outside with a sign. I praise that, the rectum. It says rectum nearly killed him. This <laughs> marcher, he's obviously focusing. Yeah. He's but beaming in on that sucker. A lot of the people who are extremely homophobic and and think it's a lifestyle choice are always a, they're focused on anal sex. Yeah. Where one, it is not about praising the rectum or worshiping the rectum, <laughs> but also number two, not all male homosexuals have anal sex. No, the, the homosexuals obviously put it on a pedestal. <laughs> Okay, I'll give you a point for that one, Gary. Congratulations. Now you've tied Donna from the beginning of the show. You get an extra point on the quiz for that pun. Oh, I got more. (laughs) But please, continue. Okay, Um, so he goes on about how gays are demons and, you know... No, wait, wait, wait. That one. Same way it says... Uh, I mean, that's demonic. No, it's not demonic. It's asinine. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, dear. That (laughs) That was a good one. 
okay. He he says that gay people, men, gay men and lesbian women, as opposed to lesbian men and gay women, can be saved by Jesus. Aren't she both lesbian men? Mm-hmm. Yes, I am a lesbian. And how? I am a lesbian trapped in a man's body. However, you cannot allow anyone who is transgender, anybody who can't talk. However, you cannot allow anyone who is a transgender to come into the church, he warned. Anyone who has cut off their genitals cannot enter into the house of God. Okay, question. Yes. Circumcision. Ah. Technically cutting off part of the genitals. Ah, ah, ah. Because... I'm more it's worried that about anyone the- who who cuts off his genitals, but anybody who kind of cuts them off is God's best friend. Yeah, it's a matter of degrees. <laughs> if you cut ten percent of the genitals off, his, office, you, you cut ten percent <laughs> of the genitals off, or five percent, you're fine. But more like 90, 95%, so, you're fine. So what you're saying is not literally because you can't fuck male anymore. circumcision. Okay, female circumcision. You're right there with everybody else. Yeah, I guess he's anti-female mutilation. Well, that's nice. I'm, I'm he's got worried. that going for him. Well, first of all, it has nothing to do with the rectum. The, I'm not worried about... The, I mean, obviously, he hates transgender people because he's very misogynistic. And, any, and but it's unnatural. Any guy who wants to dress like a woman or be a woman must therefore be horrible and demonic. That's his point of view. I'm more <laughs> worried about eunuchs and castraltos. They're not transgender, but they don't have genitals, either through wanting to sing like a soprano, like a castralto. Well, no, they still have genitals, they just don't have the scrotum. Do they? Yeah. Okay. I think, I think yeah, they're just... They're... So what you're saying Oh, is... then I'm fine with this last statement. <laughs> <laughs> but no, he would consider the balls the genitals, probably. Oh, probably. No, because he's probably all about the dick. Honestly, no, he's, he's all worked... about the fucking rectum. Clearly, <laughs> well, he's probably in regards to straight men. It's all about the dick. People don't yes. care. They don't care about the screw. And then well, what you do with the dick? He's probably the kind of preacher who says you can't have sex unless you could have a baby. And if you don't have the 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 balls, the testicles, the... yes. I was trying to think of something funny to say, but I couldn't. So testicles. <laughs> Then you cannot get the woman pregnant. You don't have the sperm bags. Yes. <laughs> Witty as ever, Gary. Then you, the male you shouldn't bags. have like, male. Oh. <laughs> so I mean, he's probably saying that a, a, a guy shouldn't um, do a woman in the butt either, or oral sex, or manual sex, or any of that other thing besides vaginal sex. It's the only way you can do it to please please the Lord. So if you don't have the balls, you can't get your woman pregnant. That's bad sex. If you don't have the balls to get your woman pregnant, then you just shouldn't be doing that. I, he probably looks upon the Catholic Church as something vile and evil. Oh, anyway. yeah. So, I mean, he, so castratos were... Okay, they're not limited only to the Catholic, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. well, not... But it, was it was before they let women sing yeah. in choirs, so you needed the so soprano probably, voice. Yeah, yeah, and you can't constantly rack people right before they hit the high notes. Yeah. Because that really ruins the mood. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I agree. Oh, <laughs> Oh, dear. I think we just made all our listeners' ears bleed, and they'll never listen to us again. 
Well, what I hope is that no one ever listens to Reverend James David Manning of the uh, Atla Moral Missionary Church ever yeah. again, because he, okay, um, no, I can't say that because we would get sued by that other podcast. He's a maroon. He's he's the religious maroon of the week. Nah. A maroon is sort of a, uh, a reddish. Noodle. I was going to say it was a oh, reddish brown. Oh, that's yeah. a macaroon. Never mind. <laughs> yes, that's a he pastry. Is nuts. <laughs> it's not a noodle. It's a pastry. Macaroni. Isn't that a macaroon? Isn't a single, sing, isn't a single macaroni a macaroon? No. Good gracious. My entire I, life is a lie. <laughs> I am afraid to ask this next question, Gary, yeah. considering you did not understand what a macaroon was. Have we learned anything this week? Lord, I hope so. <laughs> well, one thing we learned is that a macaroon is not a single macaroon. It's not, it's not a single macaroni. Uh, we also learned that my entire life has been a lie up to this point. Uh, and that's that before, wasn't hard to figure before out. Before you even knew about the macaroon macaroni thing, uh, we already knew that. We 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 learned that uh, both Donna and I uh, know a little bit about Shakespeare and the Bible, but not enough to really get the JRF's million dollar prize of biblical Shakespearean question answer period. We we learn that that Donna will eventually die from a voodoo curse someday. Someday, hopefully seventy from... years from now. We oh learned... God, I hope I die before then. <laughs> Maybe we'll get the uh, forever pill going. Maybe you'll be uploaded into a robot body. Hmm. I didn't think that would be a conversation stopper. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, the look she gave me was like, "I don't want to be a robot." Um. We learned that history can be skeptical and sometimes wrong. Especially when uh, the State Board of Education decides on the new Texas uh, yes. textbooks. Because if that happens, we'll also learn that Moses had everything to do with American everything. democracy. Yeah. Um, we learned that the Spinosaur could be considered a crocodile, but it's not really a crocodile or a duck. Guys, completely separate species. Agreed. And timeline. And that's not how evolution works. No. <laughs> you don't take a duck and a crocodile, mush them together, and get a new species. Cause no. And probably the crocodile would eat the duck. And it looks nothing like the crocodile that, uh, uh, what's his face, put together, uh, Kirk Cameron put together. And consequently, uh, it will not be used as evidence of a species in between other species. It's it, not the missing link. It is not. It's the, or a gap. which is which is another bad phrase like crocoduck, yeah. like missing link, like god particle that we should stop using. That's right. And we learned that space pastor is a bastard and uh, really is concerned about rings around Uranus. Yep, yep. That's pretty much all we learned. Oh, and also we definitely learned, as previously uttered, but I think it bears repeating that a macaroon is not a singular macaroni. We're very proud of you, Gary, that you finally figured that out. Um, that was the whole reason for doing this podcast. You know, we're yeah. 170 episodes yeah, in. Yeah, I'm done. The whole point was to educate you. Yep, on about, that on yeah, that yeah. one point. So I can stop lying. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go to work tomorrow and, and send out an entire email to the entire company telling them this, just to make sure that they know. Wow, you really do want to get fired. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so. Uh, thank you for joining us, listeners. Thank you, Donna and Greg, or vice versa. 
uh, Ghana and Jerg. Whatever. On Ghana? Derg? <laughs> Mom? <laughs> Thank you, <God>. Gary. And- <laughs> Thank you, Gary and Donna. <laughs> Thank you, Gary and Greg. I think. <laughs> Are you there, Margaret? It's me, God. I don't know what that means. You, you cut that out. No. It wasn't even funny. <laughs> it was funny in my lie of a universe. <laughs> Bye. Bye. The Skeptic Wire podcast theme music is by Oscar Lawn with guest mandolin by Greg Perrine. If you've enjoyed listening to The Skeptic Wire, leave a review on iTunes or leave us a voice message via the PodPosted app for iPhone. Friend us on Facebook or follow us on Twitter at The Skeptic Wire. Follow our blog at skepticwire.blogspot.com or send us an email, skepticwire at gmail.com. You've been listening to The Skeptic Wire. tell you the story of the first movie that I really remember going to see? My brothers convinced my parents that Grizzly was a nature film. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't own teddy bears, okay? They're vicious creatures. <laughs> it's Teddy Ruxpin gone wild. Oh, teddy Ruxpin is the sign of the devil. Nah, it's pretty bad. I spent the first 20 minutes of E.T. with my head buried in my mother's shoulder. All the all the running through the forest stuff where you don't see E.T. and it's just these mysterious guys with guns and flashlights running through the forest to like a however old I was, like six year old, it was fucking scary. It got better after that, then he died and it was depressing, but he got better, but it, it's really fucking it's like a basically E. T. basically my Python. I will better <laughs> I'm better. <laughs> Not dead yet. <laughs> I don't know why I turned into a uh, that thing with him. Okay, a Dalek. There we go. <laughs> Exterminate, <See>? Elliot. <laughs> <laughs> That's why he sticks his finger out. He's like the precursor to the Daleks. <laughs> Tried to kill him, but healed him instead. <laughs> That's your theory, and you're sticking with it. Heck I guess. yeah! Well, you, you guys have seen the inside of a Dalek. It kind of looks like, like ET. E. It does. A- after a weekend bender, I guess. A weekend bender, and probably a weekend uh, sitting in um, a pile of his own vomit. <laughs> like we said, weekend bender, or how can we put this? A typical Saturday night for Gary. <laughs> typical Saturday night for me. <laughs> Except for the vomit part. I mean, it's not my own. (laughs) You bathe in your roommate's vomit. No, he bathes in the vomit of homeless strangers. (laughs) Homeless strangers, usually in the back alley somewhere. You pick up people at at Home Depot and you bring over to your house. Please vomit in that (laughs) that bathroom. Welcome to the vomitorium. (laughs) Now I know what to get you for Christmas. (laughs) Stomach fever? <laughs> no, an illegal alien to vomit in your bathroom. No, a sign that says, Welcome to the vomitorium. 
but but tasteful and calligraphy and like like burned into a wood yeah, block that or makes something. it look like it says valedictorian <laughs> only if you look at it upside down yeah exactly <laughs> right indeed oh the cool thing uh next next week i get to uh go to louisiana on a business trip that's a cool thing. Which, okay. Uh, <laughs> 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 about an hour away from uh, from New Orleans, so that's that's. Oh cool. yeah, because you're gonna have lots of spare time to go to New Orleans. I don't know. It depends on whether they say I'm not allowed to leave for three weeks or not. <laughs> we'll find out. But the interesting thing and the cool thing that the, my point is, the place I'm going is in the Bayou, and it is about half a mile away. From that collapsed uh, salt dome that's sucking in the bayou and destroying. I was going to say, area. if you hear of little girls being kidnapped, make sure you find the mice. They will lead you to them. The mice. <laughs> the rescuers. Rescue, yeah. Oh, gosh. Wow. Disney okay. movie set in the bayou. Yeah. Uh, th- you're talking a good 30 years ago in my yeah. brain. <laughs> Very he got it. Yeah, but but um, there, there's video of YouTube. In fact, you can go on Google Earth and you can find uh, videos of this. Uh, if you look up Napoleonville, it's just to the west of where I'm going. This so you're, salt you're, you're, what you're saying is is that there is a chance that you could be sucked down to Mordor. Yes, we were <laughs> we were all worried about the the CERN super super super. super the supercilious collider, super, super soaker collider, <laughs> super soaker collider. But is in, it filled with cat urine though? <laughs> Ooh. So that's we're, a cards against humanity yeah. card. We're we're worried about CERN destroying the world, and in fact, we're just going to get sucked into this giant salt dome in in uh, Louisiana. Isn't that a Stephen King book? Salt dome sucked into the salt dome. <laughs> Under the no, dome. I think it was. Under the dome. I think it was John Under. Grisham. Who knows? No, I, no, under, under the under dome, the dome was, is was, was Stephen King. King. That's what I was going for. It but, was Stephen King. Ha! <gasps> ah, you didn't get that reference, Donna. <laughs> I got the Stephen King reference, but he doesn't write about the South. He writes about New England. And New Maine. England. Yeah. John Grisham at least writes about the South because all of his fucking books are set in the South. Anne Rice about a vampire salt mines <laughs> people. <laughs> Well, it's filled with Bayou now, so there. Regardless, I just thought that may be interesting. So I'll try and get some pictures. Yeah. And, unless I die. Unless you get sucked into yeah. Mordor. Or eaten by a crocodile. And will you have internet access? Or is it alligators? Are they alligators or crocodile? I alligators. think it might be both. I don't know. All I know is they taste good. <laughs> Go ask them closely. Oh. Are you an alligator or a crocodile? Ooh. That's the sound they make. So, moving on. <laughs> moving along. Moving along.